Welcome to the Life's Better Podcast, Christmas edition, where we say life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. And at least on this episode, with maybe a little bit of Christmas cheer, I am Jonathan Gleason. This is Josh Doolin. Hey. And, and for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, uh, Josh is sporting these really cool Christmas I'm going to call them pants, but I think they're pajamas. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the difference between pajamas and pants is what, really? Like, just what you wear outside. <laughs> yeah, if well, you're bold enough, anything is pants. It, it, it really depends because <laughs> what I wear to bed, I'm definitely not going to be wearing outside or around any... Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys just kind of have your own little imagination there. What is Jonathan wearing to bed? Well, today we are not going to do kind of our, our normal, well-thought-through, articulate, uh, you know, content. We're going to have kind of a Christmas uh, theme and some fun with it. Here's the, the reality, though. Uh, at Christmas time, we have a unique opportunity to connect with God on uh, a deeper level, or yeah. at least ways that we can't do it throughout the year. Uh, we also have unique opportunities to create community and uh, have these memories that we can, or maybe even traditions that we can uh, have uh, throughout really the rest of our lives, reflecting on um, just those moments in time. And then also, even when it comes to purpose, if we're intentional, uh, we can actually live out our purpose around the season uh, in unique ways as well. So with that being said, uh, we're going to get started with, it's going to be more of a Q&A style today, and we're going to start it with a game. This game is word association. Yep. So there are some words and phrases that are common to Christmas, and I'm going to ask you uh, if well, I'm just going to ask you to like say the first thing that comes to your mind yeah. when you hear a word or a phrase, and you guys can follow along and now, think about it too. Is it one word, or do I say what Elika? It's like a story involved with the thing. Doesn't you know, matter. try not to have it a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First thing that comes to your mind, and then if it's interesting enough, then we'll go a little bit okay. deeper. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask first. Okay. Okay. Tell me. First thing that comes to your mind when you hear white elephant gift exchange. Um. Lily's gift that's in my office. She she uh, we did that with students, and she made an actual white elephant like pin art thing. Oh, is that right? And it, I was like, that's the that's the funniest thing ever. No one else got it. Like no one understood the joke, and gotcha. I, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I don't understand why you guys don't like this. Were you calling it a white elephant gift exchange? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they oh, definitely yeah. should have. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Like, why? <laughs> what is this? Piece of work? <laughs> uh, all right. Mine is the first one is. Really simple. Santa. I think a fat dude. Fat dude. That's (laughs) the first thing that comes to my mind is the big old... How how big he is. Fat guy. Not the red coat. Not anything else. Just how big he is. That's that's the first thing. And then the coat and then the beard and elves. But no. Big dude. Big dude Mm. is what comes to my mind. Okay. Eggnog. Nasty. Not interested in eggnog. Okay. Not even just like a little sip. The first thing that comes to my mind is, like, thick. It's just, like, the thickest <laughs> drink that I've ever had in my life. You know, the very first thing that I thought of when I tasted it was, this tastes like paint, which I've had mm. accidentally tasted before. So, like, yeah. Now, was this just, like, a little drop of paint when you were... I was painting, like, a ceiling. Okay. <laughs> my mouth. All right. Yeah. I, hopefully it wasn't lead-based. I don't know. I'm sure it wasn't. That was, like... I'm alive. Yeah, you're still, you're still thinking. All right. Uh, second one is... A uh, Christmas movie. You know, the first thing that came to my mind was 
Oh gosh, I can't think of the the classic. You'll shoot your eye out. What is that movie? Oh, that's a Christmas story. That's right? the first thing that came to mind. In fact, I saw his little grin yeah. and his glasses. Yeah. That's the first thing that popped in my we, head. We watch that literally every year. Is that so, right? Yeah. Now, before Christmas, on Christmas? I would say on Christmas Day, but okay. that's mainly because... It when keeps getting played yeah, on yeah. TBS or yes. whatever channel it is. Yeah. yeah, it plays. I think it is a 24-hour yeah. yeah, Yeah, it might even be more than 24 hours these days. <laughs> I feel like it starts early and yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Okay, cool. Oh, wait, oh, no, it's, it's my turn. Uh, okay, the, I, first thing that comes to your mind when you hear mistletoe. Kissing. Yeah. Okay, now here's I've the follow-up question, though. When you thought kissing, was it Emily that came to your mind? Or was it someone else it was, or something else? I think it was, honestly, the very first thing I think of with mistletoe is, isn't Charlie Brown, like, his goal to, like, like, they talk about mistletoe, and he wants to be underneath there with, like, the little red-haired girl. Really? And stuff. Oh, I man. I can't remember if that's, like, I don't know. I don't think of anything else, because I didn't really, we didn't hang up mistletoe. So that on, like, so Charlie Brown's Christmas, like, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, part of the theme of the movie? I don't know if that is or not. I could be incredibly no, I, wrong. If it is, if it is, that's cool. I had no idea. I just knew he was like trying to figure out the meaning of Christmas and oh, yeah. all the commercialism. But yeah, no, if he's trying to look get a hold of something on the side too, maybe that's maybe that's kind of a fun little very wrong subplot there. I don't, I don't <laughs> let us know in the kid. comments. Is, is Josh completely wrong or not? Um, all right. Well, my third one is ornament. What is the very first thing you think of? Oh, I think of like the tree topper. Okay, we've got this cool star that Dana we don't we just got it we had we had no tree topper last year I think the kids made something out of paper (laughs) because it's like wait we don't have a tree topper um and so she got one and it's a really cool one it lights up and it's a star and it just makes the tree experience all the more that's awesome majestic yeah Yeah. Emily and I just have a bow okay that we put up there because we can like every time you try to find something uh it's always like super like Antique. Yeah, we don't want our tree to look like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. With a bow. I don't know if ours is antique. I mean, the fact that the fact that it requires it a plug in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah. Okay, artificial tree. I just think of my Christmas tree. <laughs> like, we never had a uh, normal like. Never had a real one. No. Okay. Um, not in our house. Not even now. Um, no. Okay. No. You're it's saving always... a ton of money, so yeah. you're not missing out. Yeah. I. I didn't, actually, I didn't even know that people got real ones until mm-hmm. I had a friend who did, and I was like, why are we pulling an actual tree into our home? Like, it was <laughs> weird to me, which I know most people, like, we have to get a real tree. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, never. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all about the artificial. That's just because I'm frugal and want to save money. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, number four, dinner, Christmas dinner. Okay, the, the first thing that comes to my mind, we've got a tradition in our family, at least with Dana's extended family. Uh, Christmas dinner is not a traditional, hey, this is what you're going to expect. It changes every single year. We always like throw out a theme like, hey, let's make oh, it Chinese. And okay. so everyone will bring some dish to make it Their a Chinese Chinese friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in fact, one of the things is, like, okay, if it's Chinese one year, uh, then it'll be Italian, then it'll be, uh, I don't know if we've gone German, but we've even done breakfast. We've done, uh, So it, okay. it's always a different meal. So that's the thing that popped in my mind. That's cool. Said, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it came from the fact that, like, Thanksgiving is great, but not everyone in the family really even 
loves Thanksgiving food. And so instead of a repeat, it's a, hey, how about we, we just go for something totally random every single mm, year? Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, do you have a last? No, no, I have the last one. Okay, this is the last one I have for you. Yeah. Okay, here we go. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear ho, ho, ho? I just think of... Uh, actually, the first thing that came to mind was this past week we watched the movie Klaus. Have you seen it yet? It's on Netflix. No. It's maybe my favorite Christmas movie I've ever seen. Is it's it an new? animated... Like, it came out last year. Okay. Uh, but they they kind of create this like or new type of origin story for Santa Claus and they have an origin for his name and everybody makes fun of his name or not his name his laugh because uh, he laughs like that and they're like oh, oh, oh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. so no that's what I think of that's good go watch that movie because it's, it's it's incredible Klaus yeah. is that what it is yeah yeah I was tempted not to ask you that one. I wasn't sure if there was going to be like, <laughs> a, like a your mama joke in there yeah, at some yeah, point yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah, yeah. I'm glad you didn't go no no there. um what is the first thing that you think of when I say the word snow? Oh, snow is what yeah. you said? Man, I heard no at first. I was like, that's snow. not Christmassy, Josh. Okay, <laughs> snow. I just think cold and white. That was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> okay. Wasn't that creative? Yeah, that's what was in It's because you're from California. You, Maybe. You're not really... I'm just kidding. You guys have snow. We would in probably, my picture of California is just everything is L.A. <laughs> <laughs> so. so we would experience... Probably just as much snow in California as we do here in Kentucky, in the sense that we would go to the snow <laughs> at least you know once or twice a year, and here it snows once or twice yeah, a year. Yeah, so yeah. it's like I don't know if we're missing out on much snow. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I wonder if this year will be different. But last year felt like we just didn't get anything. So maybe you'll get something a little bit. There different. was one good dump mm. that lasted for I don't know. <laughs> That's not what I, I, All right, back to the Christmas <laughs> Christmas ideas here. So again, the the whole idea of this podcast is to think creatively when it comes to connecting with God, developing some rich community around this time of year, and thinking creatively of how to live out purpose. So uh, I'm going to ask Josh some questions. We'll just we'll both just kind of share uh, some experiences that we've had in the past, uh, deepening all three of these levels in our lives around this season, and hopefully this will inspire you guys to have a, uh, a very productive Christmas time as well. So Josh, I want to start by asking you, what are some little-known Christmas traditions that you participate um, and look forward to at this time? Yeah, so my family and Emily's family is huge, and they all want to always get together. So Christmas is like a week for us, which is great. We love it. Um, but there's, when, does, when does it start? It starts as early as like four or five days beforehand Is that and right? ends normally like the next day after okay. Christmas. Like it, it just feels weird doing Christmas stuff after Christmas yeah. day, yeah. but you know, sometimes you have to. Yeah. Um, so I would say one like Christmas tradition that isn't like anybody else's is uh, my extended family is so large that we don't get each other gifts. Uh, but what we do instead is, and I get this from my grandma. My my grandma, her spiritual gift is, her spiritual love language, I guess, is gifts. It's, okay, that's sure. what I meant. Love language is gifts. And uh, she buys throughout the entire year just a whole bunch of what you would probably consider to be white elephant gifts. Nice. And we call it Brenda's Bingo because her first name is Brenda. And she has just, like, everybody's name that's there, which is, like, probably 50 
to 60 people and we'll pull one name out of the hat every time. And when you get your name called, you get to go up and select right? a random gift. Okay, that's pretty sweet. And that's yours, yeah. So how many things does she actually bring? My goodness. I would say there's enough up there for everybody to go up there at least four times. Wow. So how she long probably, does that go on? Like, how uh, long is that game? I would say like an hour at least, wow. maybe longer. Uh, that's like a that's the way it, the night ends. Like and it's we, called Brenda's Brenda's Bingo. Brenda's I don't know why it's called Brenda's Bingo. No, that's clever. I like it. That's <laughs> yeah, a really yeah, yeah. that's a really cool. So if you have a Brenda in <laughs> your life, suggest that she play Brenda Bingo. With you know, it, it takes that person who's willing to just go all in on yeah. gifts too, because that's like almost three hundred gifts that she's she buying every single year. That that I don't know. She just loves to do it. So. Now, what would, what would be the most expensive gift that she's brought? I'm just curious. I would say that she does a really good job of grabbing stuff off of the like clearance rack okay. places. But like I've left with like probably ten, fifteen dollar items. Wow. Like yeah. Okay, Brenda, nicely done. <laughs> All right, for me, when it comes to little known Christmas traditions, so we're developing some traditions here yeah. since moving, but. It, when I first started thinking about traditions, we have these we had these two really great ones when we were living in Oceanside. Now, when I started thinking about them, like it actually made me sad Aww. that we were not able to do them. Uh, one of them would be summer nights. Uh, excuse me, no, December nights is actually <laughs> what it's called. Summer nights is something we do here at the church yeah. during the summer. No, December nights, uh, and it was at Balboa Park in San Diego. They would open up all the museums for free, oh, wow. and they would be a you know bunch of food trucks, a bunch of activities for the kids. And I don't know if, if you've ever been to um, DC and experienced like you know the Space Museum yeah. and all that. So basically, it's that, but normally you would have to pay. Mm. And so at, for like two days in December, they just open it up to the public, and it's this really cool thing. And the other tradition was in uh, Oceanside. We would do a a boat parade. So they have this harbor in Oceanside, and those who participate, um, they basically decorate their their boats, and uh, you get your hot chocolate, and you sit on, you know, the jetty, and they come out, and it's just really fun. All these decorated boats, and that was just like we knew it was Christmas yeah. time when we were doing the boat parade. That's cool. Uh, my wife is brilliant though. She's already got at least four things that we're going to implement uh, Very this cool. year. We were hoping to do the parade. I don't know if even they're doing the parade this year, but that was one of the things we did last year. I'd be surprised if they didn't try to do something like that. It's like, hey, wear the masks, stay in your car, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are those are some fun things, and we look forward to. I think she's even got some stuff of of us going down into Louisville, but we try to just make it as community oriented as possible and get out in the community, see what they have to offer, and connect with people. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so the second question is, what's your favorite Christmas carol and why? Yeah, I, I'm one of those people that sing Christmas carols and songs all year round. Like, they're always in my head for some <laughs> reason. But the one that really, right now at least, resonates with me is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Oh, yeah. And That's I love one. it because it's, okay, first of all, I think we, we're all drawn to epic stories and it just tells like this really epic story and there's contrast. And so you have this moment of, hey, you're in despair and then 
hey, you've been forgiven and mm. freedom. And what do you do with that freedom? Well, you rejoice. There's just a couple of lines I actually I want to read just to remind those of you who have forgotten what the song says. Uh, some of the contrasts would be this. Um, Israel mourns in lonely exile. So you have this picture of slavery. Well, until God's son appears. And what happens when God's son appears? Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Uh, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. Like we're all under Satan's tyranny. Mm. But then give victory over the grave. What do we do? Well, then we rejoice, we rejoice. Uh, death's dark shadow, put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. It's just this epic story of going back and forth. Like, this is who we are in sin, but this is who we are in Christ and in his freedom. And what do you do in that freedom? You rejoice. So yeah, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is right up there. Yeah. I would say that my entire life, it's always been the one that I feel like most people say, uh, at least in Christian communities, which is O Holy Night. Yeah. Uh, it's just the story behind it and like how it was rewritten slightly with the extra verse, uh, like just a rich history and it's a really great story now in like 30 seconds or less for those who are hearing yeah. like josh i have no idea what you're talking about you should remember because he, <laughs> he talked about it last year in a sermon series but uh do you know the name of the guy i off the top chance? of my head i don't No. well i mean if you just take that that second verse and read it it's very clear that it was written with a purpose in mind mm-hmm. uh but uh it was written by an abolitionist yeah. correct and uh, I, I mean, there are also many other stories, like the story of the two sides of the war yeah. singing it on Christmas Day, and it just creating this air of we need to love each other. Mm. Our we're brothers. Mm-hmm. Humanity as a whole is not we're not enemies against one another. If yeah. that makes sense, there is a greater enemy, and there's a greater God who loves us. And I, I just love yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I love stories that kind of get to that higher and bigger purpose for life. Mm. Yes, there's so many things that can divide us, but what do we have in common that yeah. is so much bigger than ourselves? Yeah. And our freedom and that freedom that Christ gives us. Oh my goodness, that's that's what we're all uh, aiming for. At least we should be. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, my next question for you, Josh, and I'll answer as well is worst and also best Christmas gift ever. So um, this is going to be a surprise because I, I, it really was hard to think of a worst gift <laughs> because my my love language is also gifts. So like the first thing I'm thinking about isn't what was given to me, but like, you know, I just love that you thought of me sure. and got me a gift. Um, but there was one time when I was really little where my parents did this like crazy thing every year where they would put out gifts like even a month ahead of time because we would have our Christmas tree up really early and so I like all month I'd be waiting to see what is this cool thing yeah. and, and you know as a kid you think bigger present gonna be the best of gifts course. like bigger better uh, and there was this huge like like I, I, I as in my mind I was like there's this could be a car like I don't, I don't understand how this is fitting here sure. it can't, couldn't go underneath the tree and I remember opening it and in my eight-year-old brain, a keyboard was not what I wanted. Like, I, I was, okay. in my mind, I, I had so many high expectations for this gift that when it was a keyboard, I wasn't sad. Yeah. And I was, I was polite. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. Like, I'd never expressed interest in playing an instrument before. Uh, but ends out, you know, haha, parents, you won in the end because I was playing music. But my my best is similar. It's a redemption thing. Now, before you go on to that, what was it that you were actually hoping for? Like, what, I mean, I know you you didn't actually think it was going to be a car. No, in my mind, like, at the time, 
Legos were yeah, the yeah. best. And so in my mind, I was like, this is the world's biggest Lego set. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, this is going to be all the Legos I'll ever need for the nice. rest of time. Nice. I don't know. Uh, and you got a keyboard. Yeah, I got a keyboard. Do you still have it? Um, it's at my parents' house. Okay. But I did use it up until like nice. college and everything. Um, the best gift was also from my parents, and it was the guitar that I still use. Nice. It's the only guitar I own, yeah. and uh, they saw when I got back from an internship in Honduras that I had enjoyed picking it up. Um, when I got back, I was like, whatever, I'll just go back to the ukulele. Um, and a friend came over, they, they saw me play, and that was that. Like They, yeah. they decided, we're going to... We're gonna no matter how much it costs, we're going to get Josh's guitar. And, yeah, turned out huge investment in me and everything. So. Is it a pretty expensive? I I mean, I don't think so. I think at okay. the time it might have been, but, like, I've seen them now. You can get them for around $200. Okay, okay. So, um, I mean, still. For, for a guitar, that's actually pretty on, right. the, on the cheap side, yeah. but it's a good guitar. Okay. Yeah. Um, the worst and best for me... The worst, the, both of them are kind of silly. So the the worst has to do with like a pet peeve that I have, and I'm growing out of it. But I remember years ago, like if someone, if I was to unwrap a Christmas gift and it was like Christmas centric, meaning mm. you could only use it and appreciate it at Christmas time, it was like a well, thanks. I get to enjoy this for like the next twenty-four hours, and now then it's gone. So like, like an ornament just was like this is the lamest thing ever because I'm not mm. going to see it. However, particularly with the ornaments, I have grown to appreciate the fact when I put it on the tree mm. the following year, my mind goes back to that person yeah. or that experience. Yeah. So I've grown out of it, but that was definitely for the longest time. I was like, oh, okay, you, you're one of those gift givers, right? I can't even use this thing. So that was that would be like the worst. Um, and when it comes to the best, I've had a lot of really good ones, but this is the one that comes out in my mind. I think I was about seven or eight years old, and my parents went through this weird phase. I was the youngest, so I kind of get it. Like, my my siblings have moved on. They're no longer doing the toy thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, like, seven or eight years old. Like, I'm still deep in toy, you know, you know, uh, imagination. and what, That's where I, what I want Christmas gifts to be. But they think hey, he's old enough that he can appreciate like gifts that aren't toys. So I didn't get a single toy for Christmas. And again, I'm like eight years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just bummed out. <laughs> but my aunt came through big time. I unwrapped hers, and this is, this is going to date me. And I think it was even, like, it probably wasn't the most up-to-date toy anyway. Mm. But it was Rambo. Oh, yeah. So again, this is the 80s. So it was Rambo and he's got like this helicopter and it was honestly like the coolest thing ever. Completely redeemed an otherwise really bummy experience at Christmas with all of my parents like clothes and books and all the other lame stuff that they got me. So Mm. I really like Rambo and the helicopter. It was really fun. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So mine's the next one, right? Yeah. What is your strangest Christmas experience? Okay. So I've got to be careful with this one. The strangest experience actually came in Swaziland. Dana and I, my wife and I, we did several years of ministry in Swaziland, Africa. Mm. And I'm going to say this, and I I know we've got a racially charged, you know, United States Mm. right now. And so just know, this this story is not coming from a place of racism at all. (laughs) Anytime you have to lead into a story like that, it's like, why do you need to tell it? Should you even tell it? No, I'm going to tell it anyway, and you guys are just going to have to hear the heart behind it. So 
Christmas, we've got some traditions in the Northern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. right? You got Santa Claus, you got snow, yeah. you got all those things that are very Northern Hemisphere uh, around December. However, Southern Hemisphere in December, I mean, you're 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 at like 100 degrees much of the day, and so. We were walking through this shopping center. We've got the uh, you know grocery store and some other things, and we're just walking through. And there was this Christmas tree. And it was like, oh, cool, wow, they've they've decorated for Christmas. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. So they've got this big Christmas tree, and then next to the Christmas tree is Santa Claus. And I'm like, whoa, Santa Claus is there. But the first thing that kind of took me back was like. Oh, oh, it's a it's a black Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Which again, it makes sense. I'm I'm living in Southern Africa. Of course, there's a black Santa Claus. But again, for me, it was like, well, that's that, I'm not used to that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. But then to take it up a notch, the guy, the poor guy, he's got the coat on, he's got the hat on, he's got the fake beard on, and he is dripping with sweat uh. because it's like 95 degrees yeah. outside, <laughs> and he's like trying to be happy and oh, jolly, man. and he's probably like suffering heat stroke. So I remember just coming around the corner, just kind of mentally trying to take inventory of what I was seeing, <laughs> and it was like, this is the weirdest thing I have ever seen. Uh. So... Yeah, that's my they weird. They had come up experience. with a new like suit that is climate <laughs> fitting. It, it breathes well, a little bit more. Yeah, ooh. I don't know. <laughs> come on, if if the guy was flying over Swaziland, he's not going to be wearing his winter coat. Santa yeah. Santa has gotten rid of the coat by yeah. the time he reaches like yeah. the southern hemisphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> what, what about you, man? Strangers. So, oh yeah, I was like, I have to share mine. Um, so every single year, uh, so this isn't necessarily a strangest moment, but it, the very first time it was definitely weird. Um, we used to eat on, on, on Christmas day, we would go to my grandparents' house in Louisville mm-hmm. and we would eat a meal that uh, during the, during lunch. And then we would go all the way to Paris, Kentucky, which is where their extended family's from. And we would eat another meal there. And we just realized, you know, that was too much meals. Uh, we moved into Christmas Eve. Well, on Christmas Eve, we spend it with my dad's side of the family. So we have another Christmas meal that night. Uh, we were like, let's just stop. We don't want to overeat turkey and ham and like all these things. Let's let's do something different. And my grandparents, they're a fan of, you know, uh, going out to eat all the time anyway. So we would go to Louisville on Christmas Eve lunch. And every single Christmas for, like, the past 15 years, we always get together and go to whatever buffet we can find. Okay. Uh, for a while, it was Golden Corral, but the one that it started to get, like, super strange and it felt like I was in a Christmas story yeah. is that every single year for, like, the last six years, we've gone to a uh, Chinese buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, like, on Christmas Eve, we're, like one out of maybe two families in the restaurant. Just and pick it out. Yeah, just eating whatever you want. And, you know, you have the the hibachi waiter to yourself because, like, what no else? There. No, no one else is going to be there. That's Why good. would they? It's Christmas Eve. So, yeah, that was that's a or probably strangest one. Well, hey, and it wasn't even... Well, you know what? It was kind of racist. Why, why can't you have Chinese food? Man, I mean, both, of our, both of our stories, they're borderline, borderline racist, man. Yeah. We got problems. Okay. Um, Is it mine or yours? It's yours. Okay. Uh, What have been some of your most meaningful serving experiences? (laughs) To redeem ourselves a little bit. Yes, we got to redeem ourselves. So let me remind myself. So, okay. I would say 
you know, every single year growing up, my family would always try to do like the angel tree experience, yep. you know, and get gifts for kids. But I would say that most memorable uh, has been seeing Mission Toy Box grow every single yep. year. And just knowing like at the very, very beginning, uh, Brittany Woods, this this mother in our church, uh, came up to John or Brandon and I at the time and was just like, you know, I know way too many people who are telling me they're not going to get toys for their kids this Christmas because it's just too difficult. And I go into my kid's room every single day and help him pick up his toys. And I see toys at the bottom of his, you know, toy chest that have been played with maybe once or twice. And that just doesn't seem right. They didn't fit well with her. And we, you know, prayed about it, tried to figure out what we could do. And we just put the word out, like, maybe in early November and by the end of November, so many people from our community, not even from our church, who just thought, you know, that's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we feel the same way and had blessed us with not only, like, used toys, but new toys. And we had more than enough for the families that came in and just seeing them come in. And some of them would bring their kids in and their kids would be running around. They, they would be like, oh, mom, like... How are we gonna afford this type of thing? And, and like the the parent would be like, no, these are these. We're going home with a few of these. And and then also my favorite part being seeing certain families give me tickets back, saying mm. I don't want to take more than I need to, you know, sure. because I want other families. And I'm gonna go tell my friend who I know mm. is an awesome need to come. And and that 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 was just a cool like I I saw the idea. Yeah. I was in the meeting with this with with this ladies with Brittany's idea. And now we're five years in, and yeah. it's like a huge thing that our church does. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Toys, toy store at Christmas for underprivileged yeah. families. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, for me, I'm going to go to Angel Tree actually, and this was again another tradition uh, in a youth ministry that I served at. What we would do is every all the the small groups would actually choose a child or two that mm-hmm. they would buy gifts for. But we made it a big deal. Um, we, they would save their money, and we would bring that money. Uh, and then on a Tuesday night, we'd all go to Walmart, and all the small groups would go shopping that very night. Yeah, yeah. They'd go and get all the different things from clothes to toys and all of that. They'd go back into the Walmart parking lot, wrap, put them in gift bas- uh, bags, and then we'd actually go and drive and deliver them to the actual families. And it was... That's so cool chaos everything we hear but then afterwards hearing the stories when we come back and have refreshments and just hear that testimony of oh wow it was so meaningful to do this and that and, and it was again a social uh, time too for uh, the students very that cool. we look forward to every year yeah. yeah no i remember very similar things with my youth group and that type of stuff was just you know it puts things into perspective yeah. around that year because it's very easy to just fall into the normal christmas routine and not do something like that so yeah, yeah. All right, one last question. Uh, what are unique ways you live out purpose at Christmas? Yeah, so... We're sneaking it in there. If You're going to learn something today. And if, and if you have a child <laughs> listening with you, I'm going to say a couple things about Santa that you may not want that child to hear. So that's your warning right away. Um, so one of the things that Dane and I decided to do, we, we love decorating the tree. We mm-hmm. love putting the 
you know, lights on the house. I mean, we do all those things. But one of the things that we decided to do very early on was to make Jesus the emphasis uh, mm-hmm. of Christmas. And so one of the things that really we, we had a lot of pushback uh, for was we weren't we weren't going to do the whole Santa Claus thing. Now, we weren't going to completely get rid of Santa Claus, but we were going to be upfront and honest with the kids, even at a young age, and say, yeah, Santa Santa actually isn't real. Um, we're going to pretend uh, that, you know, just like we pretend with Spider-Man and mm. Mickey Mouse and those type of things, we're, he's still going to be a part of the Christmas experience, but Jesus is the focus. And so uh, kind of making, like taking Santa off the table allowed us to put Jesus more front and center. Mm. And so even when it came to always being a part of a Christmas Eve service the night before, and then even in the morning when we would wake up, we would typically either um, start with reading the Christmas story or we open up our stockings and then after stocking time, then it was a, hey, let's sit down and let's read the Christmas story and just have a time of, of worship and uh, and prayer, thanking him for you know coming and being salvation for us. Uh, so that was just a, a way that we continued to live out our purpose of putting Christ at the center of our lives and our mission on this planet and when it came to even raising our children to make Jesus the, the focus. Mm-hmm. So parents out there who think we're horrible and that's just rough. Yeah, I've heard it before. Sorry, that's what we did. And I think our, our, parent, our kids are fairly well adjusted all the same. I've told Emily this before. I can't even remember a time that I did believe in it, yeah. and it was mainly because of the same thing. Like I remember my parents were like, "No, we we get you these gifts," and, yeah. and, and like Jesus was the focus, and yeah. and we would watch Christmas movies. And I remember asking them like, "How does this happen?" And they're like, <laughs> "Don't know." Like I think they were just on the fence about like, "Well, we don't want to lie to him, but right, right. we don't want to." Like, and that was it. It was just like, destroy his. So, I, I mean, if I lie about this, you know, what what else are they going to start questioning? Yeah, I, yeah. I just I just wanted to be honest. Yeah. And we'll, we'll pretend. We'll make believe. We'll still have those imagination uh, moments, but it's not real. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me remind myself. So, okay, every single year, uh, as long as I can remember, Christmas has just been my favorite uh, because my love language is, and I've said this three times now, gifts. Uh, hint, hint. Anyone yeah. who knows and no, loves Josh, no. Christmas is coming. Honestly, give him some gifts. I, I mean, sure, that means a lot, but <laughs> it's the one time a year where it is socially acceptable <laughs> for me to love people the way I want to okay. uh, and it not be like a weird thing. Like if I were to just go up to a person in our church and hand them a gift <laughs> any time of the year, like they might be like, Josh like hitting on me like, like what, <laughs> why is this happening uh, but Christmas I can do that as much as I want uh, and I can try to save money but you know at, and the, at the end of the day the goal is to love on people yeah. and um, I, I, I'd say especially this year uh, because of just what everything is everything that's been going on um, Emily and I have already been talking about ways that we can you know love on people better because when we do that we have a goal and we have a we have a mindset um, that is not for us mm-hmm. and not only that but it makes us happier because if you just sit there and focus on how can I have the best Christmas you're probably gonna be disappointed this year um, but if you are sitting there thinking of how can I be a better neighbor mm-hmm. to somebody this this year uh, how can I make somebody else's Christmas better this year 
um, you can probably have a pretty dang good Christmas because most people need something. Um, So I don't know. We've already, even last night, we were just writing out lists and stuff of things we can do. Um, But that this is easily my favorite time because (laughs) with, you know, everybody loves to love on people, uh, but everybody also wants to do it in a way that doesn't make them feel awkward or other people feel awkward. And so Christmas is perfect. (laughs) It's great. Now, the problem here, Josh, is you've kind of set yourself (laughs) up for having to buy gifts for everyone in your life. Otherwise, maybe they're not going to experience your love. Yeah, yeah. There's some pressure. It's literally just pressure on my wallet. (laughs) That's all it is. Yeah. You can start cutting really cool snowflakes out of paper. And that can be, I was just thinking of you. Here's my gift of love. Well, that's the end of our episode. We want to encourage you guys to think creatively this season in ways that will really deepen your love for God, uh, create some rich, meaningful moments in community, and also think creatively when it comes to living out your purpose at Christmas.